When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live. Novak Djokovic taking his talents to the magic box. The three-time champion back in Madrid looking to build off his finals performance in Belgrade last week. Djokovic could face Gael Monfils in his first match. The world number one playing in just his fourth tournament of the season. Just one of the many stories we will discuss on TC Live today. As we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman in between a couple of Hall of Famers, Tracy Austin and Pam Shriver. I made it. You made it. Both of you. I mean, racing in. We saw Tracy yesterday hitting backhands and heels. Today, both of you all racing into the studio. Well done. Great performance. Uh, Sarah Cerebez Tormel, great performance as well. Getting it done today against Naomi Osaka. What do you think of that? Well, I think it was going to already be problematic when we saw Naomi Osaka walk out on court. Originally, we thought it was just the knee. But then when we saw the whole calf taped, we knew maybe her movement was going to be impaired. And to play Cerebus Tormo, you know it's going to be a long match. She gets so many balls up high, down low, so consistent. And it just too much for Naomi today. And I'm worried, actually, for the Roland Garros just 21 days away for her fitness. Yeah, and I thought when we saw that uh, Osaka was ready to roll up the sleeve and go into these long rally exchanges, I thought that was trouble even before the calf got more injured. All right, we'll see what happens. As you mentioned, 21 days until the second major of the year. The former world number one is out in Madrid. We will have more from Madrid coming up on the show. But first, we got a couple of trophies to hand out. Championship Sunday. Let's start in Estoril. Sebastian Baez, he's been writing Why Not Me on the camera after every win this week. Inspired by a bracelet that Francis Tiafo wears with that same phrase. Tiafo's second final here. Baez looking to become the sixth first-time winner of the season, Pam. And this was the crucial game of the final. Tiafo here with a point for a 3-1 lead. He got the early break. Look at Baez here. That is not an easy low backhand volley. Now, if it's 3-1 Tiafo, it'll be a different story. Now, instead, it's break point for Baez. And once Baez gets the break back, and by the way, what a great uh, fight off of the break point here. So now we're going to see this game. This was the game of the final. Francis only played three setters the entire tournament. And in the end, that forehand wide, we didn't know it at the time, but that would be the end of the match. Now lost two games. The first two games of this match did Baez. He only lost three more after that. Yeah, I mean, that's why you look at crucial games early in a final, and that's why we hinged on that fourth game. And Francis didn't have enough in the tank, Steve, to come back and win another three-setter. Yeah, we thought after that comeback against Corda, maybe he'd fight it off. But Sebastian Baez gets his first career title. You see what it means to him on the camera after he wrote, yes, it is me. As he gets it done, there it is. Yes, it's me. Why not me? Why not him? And Sebastian Baez, he defeated three former Estoril champions 
in Zhao Sosa. Richard Gasquet, Albert Ramos Vignolas gets the champagne shower from Tiafo there. A nice trophy. And he also beat a former major champion in Marin Cilic. I mean, how about this? The road to the title for young Sebastian Baez, just 21 years old. He's up to a career-high 40 in the world. Last year started outside the top 300. Uh, Tracy, he is another five foot seven inch Argentine. There's one named Diego Schwartzman who got to eight in the world, still top 15 in the world. How high can Sebastian Baez get? Well, he plays so well on this surface, and you have to have extraordinary qualities in order to be five foot seven and play so well in the men's game. You have to be speedy, you have to be consistent, you have to be really smart with your shot selection, and we mentally tough. We saw all of those assets this week with Sebastian Baez. And you're always going to remember that first title, wherever it is, because that's such a marker. It's a it's line in the sand because there's so many players that come and go, retire, have never won that first title. So and to beat Francis in the finals, I thought Francis showed, as he always does, such great sportsmanship to help him enjoy that moment. Yeah, the celebration afterwards, it was tremendous. I mean, obviously, Francis hoped it was him because he'd been to the finals there before. But instead, he deflects it, celebrates with his opponent. What, what stands out to you most, <coughs> Pam, uh, about Baez and his game? Well, I think the fact that he has played so many matches. Um, I think Schwartzman, you bring that up. It's a great example. You need these role models that can prove that you don't have to be six foot four in today's game. You can become a great player. So today's a wonderful moment for him. And to see the way he dropped to the court is such a genuine moment of joy that he will remember for the rest of his life. So he's up to a career-high 40 in the world. Francis Tiafo, Tracy, we're talking about, he's in the top 25 now for the first time in his life. What does he learn? What does he take away from this event? I think he's learned about a lot about himself, the way that he came back in a couple of matches from huge deficits, you know, 5-2 in the third in one match, a set in 5-2 down against Sebastian Corda. And he now believes that no matter what the score line is, he has the ability to make adjustments, believe in his game, to, to make and come through with those victories. He also believes in his fitness. Every single match that Francis played was three sets. They were long. They were grinding. Also believes that he can play well on clay. Historically, in the last decade or two, American men have not felt comfortable on this surface. So, so much to love for Francis Tiafo this week. It was fun yesterday seeing an All-American semi mm -hmm. on European clay. Corda got to be kicking himself today. Yeah, uh, Tiafo, he gets straight on a plane or, or a train, gets right to Madrid, where he will take on Christian Garin, first match there in Madrid. We were guaranteed another first-time champion today in Munich. 19-year-old Holger Rune playing Botic van de Zanschulp. Tough finish to this one, Tracy. It really was. Van de Zanschulp, he played so well for the first five games. Got up 4-1. He was really dictating play. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a huge guy. But he seems to be everywhere on the court. Afterwards, he said that's when he started feeling his chest. He called it an aching chest. He wasn't able to extend the rallies. Didn't feel comfortable moving out on court. Had the trainer come out. It was a 16-minute timeout. And it was right after this point that Van Sanskolp, who's never won a title himself, had to retire, which is so disappointing. You know, I had dinner with him a couple of months ago. He works extremely hard, worked with Peter Lukasen. And that's really helped his game. But for this guy, we've had our eye on him. He turned 19 on Friday. Again, his first title, but I have a feeling it's the first of many. The Danish Dynamite, we're going to call it. What a week. Gets his first career top 10 win. Turns 19, gets the title, Pam. I mean, Wozniacki's just got to be celebrating as well. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. Uh, 
Rune, I love the way he sort of set the tone for the U.S. Open for Djokovic to have such a tough run trying to win the calendar year Grand Slam. Now he's just improving each and every week. And uh, it's impressive to see these two young men today, Estoril and also Munich, have their first ATP Tour wins. This guy, Holger Rune, we've been talking about him for a while, but he had a losing record on the season. Not, not a great season coming into this tournament. What clicked most for him to beat Sasha Zverev and then hold the trophy at the end of the week? I think when you come up with a win like Sasha Zverev, all of a sudden the doubts start to move away and you start to think, okay, my game really does match up against the best because he knows. He knows that there's been so much media. There's been so much talk about him. We've noticed his skill level, his talent level. You're just waiting for that to all click together. And it was kind of fun to watch it unfold for him this week. Now, congratulations to Holger Rune, Sebastian Baez, both getting their first ATP Tour titles today. A lot of big matches in Madrid for the women today. We have the first ever meeting between former U.S. Open champion Andrescu and top-ranked American Danielle Collins, Tracy Beebe, was on fire. She was, and this is so exciting to see for Andrescu because she had taken a six-month leave of absence from the tour for her mental health, gone to Costa Rica. I mean, she really needed to find herself, find her happiness again. So just her second tournament back, taking on the always feisty and the always competitive Danielle Collins, and Andrescu looked like her old self as she was winning the U.S. Open. She was offensive, great on defense. She has power. She has great feel. Just striking the ball beautifully. Sven Grunefeld on her team, and he's been with her even before that six-month break. And I really think that we're starting to see this. This could be a springboard for her, even at Roland Garros, because I think she can play well on this surface. First top ten win on clay for Bianca Andreescu. She'll get back inside the top 100 next week. And the next highest-ranked American is Jesse Pagula. Beat Camilla Georgie in three sets in the first round, Pam, and kept it going today against Kaya Kanepi. Oh, such a consistent performer right now, Pagula. Both singles and doubles in the Billie Jean King Cup. Uh, Pagula, there's just has such confidence. And she, we talked about this in the Osaka match. Osaka hasn't had enough matches to be match tough. It's the exact opposite for Pagula. So she gets in matches like this against a tough opponent, Kanepi, and it becomes routine. Jesse Pagula itching her way closer to the top ten as she gets the win over Kaya Kanepi into the third round in Madrid for the second straight year. Some other scores today. Jill Teichman straight sets over Layla Fernandez. And then the big upset, Angelina Kalinina. Three in love over former Roland Garros champion Garbina Muguruza Kazakina taking out the four seed Maria Sakri. And we're going to see the highlight from Emma Raducanu later in the show. After her win against Danielle Collins, Bianca Andreescu was able to catch up with our own Prakash on the Tennis Channel desk. Very enlightening comments. Take a listen to this. You've had a bunch of time away from the game. Um, what did you learn the most about yourself during that time? Because it, it wouldn't have been easy to be away from what you love so much. No, for sure. It was one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make in my career. Um, but I think the main thing that stood out for me was I felt that I was identifying myself too much with the sport. If I lost, I hated myself, as dramatic as that sounds. If I won, I loved myself. It was kind of weird because before I just enjoyed playing the game, win or lose. I wanted to go out there, give my best and enjoy myself. And I kind of want to get back into that mindset. And I think I'm doing pretty well so far. What's your reaction, Tracy, to hearing that? 
You know what? Good on you. I mean, I'm really proud of her. She was not happy playing. Uh, she just was really uncomfortable, she said, in her own skin. And she went down to Costa Rica and did a bunch of fun stuff. She said she went horseback riding, listened to speakers, uh, met a lot of really cool people that she's become friends with. You know, at this young age, oftentimes it's, it's, you can get lost because it all came at her very quickly. So her, for her to take herself off, kind of try to figure out what she needed to do to, to find that joy again, I'm really, really proud of her. Yeah, she also volunteered at a shelter for abused women, and I think she balanced both some play with some perspective. And you can actually hear the language of somebody who's been working a little bit on their mental health. And it's great to see. And, you know, you said good on you, which is sort of representative of a phrase we might hear from an Australian. So I'm reminded about Ash Barty and how much Ash benefited from time away from the sport, and I think the other players realize it's okay. I don't need yeah. to be that afraid of taking a few months off. D do you resonate, does that resonate at all with you, the, the comments that she made about tennis becoming really yes. what her life is? You know, <laughs> yes. the wins and losses affecting you like that. Well, it's like an enmeshment, right? You, you become, tennis becomes such a part of you that you can't separate yourself from your results. So I think it's really important early on in a young person's career if they can get that skill alone to be able to separate. I am still a good person, even if I lose. Absolutely. I mean, I could have used that. I mean, when I had all those injuries that I were con was contending with, I felt like I was just beating my, my head against the wall. And it was just, you know, she felt like you were drowning at some stages. And for her to, to be able to take the time and kind of get the tools that she needed to find that desire to just play, it's a game. It's tennis. And it doesn't, it shouldn't define us. So I, I think also Naomi Osaka last year when she talked about mental health and she took herself away from the game, she really set the, the tone. What a trailblazer for everybody saying, you know what, that might be a good idea. So uh, really a healthier generation maybe. It, is it more difficult, do you think, Pam, in this generation because of the fact with social media, tennis becoming your identity and, and having folks really come at you with your wins and losses? You mean, is it harder to take a step away? Or yeah, and not have the sport separate? be your identity. Yeah, maybe it is. Listen, uh, I know it from having three teens. Social media impacts uh, just so many people's mental health, not for the best. It can be very helpful at times to stay up to date with what's going on. But, you know, I think to step away, get a reflection, see if you need to scrub some things and not follow um, all the social media, maybe just pick your favorite. So, yes, I think it affects everybody. As all these devices, all the screen time. How much time do we have to talk about this? We got all afternoon. We could have an hour and a half show on this because, yes, social media makes it more difficult, but the money that they've made and the ability to be able sure. to step off the conveyor belt, that helps them in, in some ways. And also, they have other people that have done it. You know, I think that's uh, it's some, some good role models there. Prakash, great interviews all day long, and uh, especially there, getting... That information out of Bianca Andreescu. She will take on Jesse Pagula in the next round. Pagula told Prakash, Bianca looks looks loose, looks hungry. So th that's going to be a good match yep. to come. A lot more from Madrid on the way on TC Live. The fellas in action as well. And going to look ahead to Carlos Alcaraz, Novak Djokovic, and Rafa Nadal. Tracy, Pam, Steve, back with you on TC Live. The men getting underway in Madrid today. John Isner, 7-1 in opening matches at this event. Three straight quarterfinals here and another good start, Tracy, against Philip Krajinovich. And we got a tie break. What a shock when Isner is playing. He actually faced two set points. 
in that first set tiebreak. Actually faced two break points, the only in the entire match. And these are really excellent conditions for John Isner. Loves the altitude in Madrid. The ball flies. Therefore, he was able to serve 30 aces. That's the most prolific number of aces he's had in a two-set match in his career. So gets it through a tidy 7-6 and 6-4. Got to show you some doubles because Mark Lopez there on the left has won a gold medal with Rafa Nadal in the Olympics. This is his last event teaming up with Carlos Alcaraz, Pam. Oh, just love to see this from all angles. The fact that Lopez, a doubles specialist the last few years, playing his last event in his home country. Alcaraz playing in both events. When will we see a men's champion tackle both singles and doubles at the same time? It's been a couple of decades. Uh, obviously, it's easier to do it two out of three set format, but I love the energy of Alcaraz, even on a doubles court, as he really took charge of the match tiebreak. I love how Lopez just moved over and says, hey, young man, take over here. Get <laughs> that overhead. That's an important word in doubles. Yours. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> They're able to come back and win this one. So Carlos Alcaraz, Mark Lopez moving on the retirement. Gets put on ice for now and pretty good partner to pick up in Alcaraz. Absolutely. And I think that's out of respect because I think they're pretty good friends. Uh, you know, Alcaraz has so much respect for Rafa and Mark Lopez now on that team. So if he's going to finish off, he might as well get that, that young dude who's top 10 now and clearly can play doubles. He was poaching. He was intercepting. He was the leader on the court. Fantastic. What can he do? Yeah. I mean, we, we still haven't found a hole in this game. Nope. Nope. I asked you that earlier. You said maybe make an omelet. Maybe make an omelet. I don't know. I don't know his chef game. I bet but. he can do that too. <laughs> uh, there are some big time first round matchups on the men's side in Madrid. How about this? Dominic team, Andy Murray, right out the gate. That is special. Tiafo going straight from Portugal to Spain to take on Christian Garin. You got Corda, Opelka, Sinner, Paul. Pam, which of these do you like most? Well, you know what I love the most is seeing how many interesting matches between all those USA flags. I guess Opelka, Corda. How will Corda respond after blowing the lead against Francis, another American? I, I love the Tommy Paul-Sinner matchup. I like them all. I like them all, too. And by the way, the winner of Ketsmanovic and Bublik will take on Rafael Nadal. From Spain, Rafael Nadal, 21 major titles, unbeatable. Iga showed us how much she wants to be at the top of women's tennis. This is the moment Novak Djokovic fans have been waiting for. Carlos Alcaraz comes of age here in Miami. All right, a lot of tasty storylines for this combined event in Madrid. Let's start with the five-time champion, Rafa Nadal, what do you need to see from Rafa this week? Well, I think he's just happy to be here. We have not seen him play since Indian Wells when he had that stress fracture in his rib in the finals. Um, he lost that match. That's the only match that he's lost all year. He says, basically, paraphrase, he's a little undercooked. He's been playing much better as each day goes by here in Madrid. But as Rafa says, you know, I'm here to compete hard. He doesn't have great expectations, but he has a great attitude about it. I think he knows that he needs some matches before, before Roland Garros if he wants to win that title again. And I can think of a tournament not that long ago. Australian Open, he was a little undercooked <laughs> as well. So what Rafa's learning, I mean, he always loved to have so many matches. He liked things a certain set way. 
guess what? He's becoming a little more flexible and open to different ways of winning. So who knows? Obviously, he needs to be healthy. Madrid's a little fast for Clay for his liking, not his favorite. That's why he's only won it. He's only won it five times. <laughs> I mean, Barcelona. Not ten. And, not, ten. And not ten like Roland Garros and Monte Carlo and Barcelona is what, ten plus times. Exactly. He's won Rome more than Madrid as well. And yet, still... More titles than anyone else. Yeah, I think what we have to realize, and, and Rafa's going to feel pretty good about, is so many times in his career he's had to come back from injuries, oftentimes from six months being out. So he knows how to adjust his game, kind of ramp it up quickly. He has that ability to feel confidence in his game. Um, I think you know he's, he's one to look for. And he said, I cannot miss this because this is in my home country. But to, to me, he's still the favorite here. I mean, you've got Novak Djokovic, who hasn't played a ton this year. You've got Alcaraz playing fantastic tennis. But this is Rafa Nadal on clay in Madrid. Until Rafa Nadal retires on a clay court, he's probably going to be your favorite. But a lot more question marks going into this clay court event. But I'm looking forward to it. As you said, so many storylines on both the men's and the women's side on this uh, 1,000 event. So uh, Rafa is not the top seed. The top seed is the world number one, Novak Djokovic, who, by the way, Tracy, has won this event three times. What is a successful result for Novak Djokovic this week? He really, I think, needs a successful event. He needs to go deep. He needs to feel like he's getting some reps and some consistency because it's only, I think, the fourth tournament that he's played all year because he's chosen not to play without, without being vaxxed. And we haven't seen tremendous success. This yeah, was the fi finals last week in Belgrade, so in his home country, he lost to, lost to Rublev, and he lost 6-0 in the third. He kind of ran out of gas. He had three three-setters leading up to that final. We're not used to seeing Novak run out of gas. I mean, this is a guy deep in a fifth set, no matter what the score is. He's usually the fittest guy on, on the court. And so that, to me, is a question mark. You know, how fit is he? And with Roland Garros, three out of five. So he needs these matches. He needs to do well here. I want to see him get off to quick starts. I mean, what... what What's happened to him? Like, when I think about the U.S. Open, when he's going for the calendar Grand Slam, so many times those matches, slow starts. He needs to get off to these quick starts. Like, come out with, like, Rafa energy. Like, I don't care. Do your kangaroo jumps. Do anything <laughs> that gets you fired up at the beginning. Because as you go along in your career, even when you're number one and as great as he is with 20 majors, it's not always easy to get fired up at the beginning like it was 10, 15 years ago. What is a success here? Is it quarterfinals? Is it the title? Well, I mean, what is, what, what's defined as a success for Djokovic at this event? You would have to say a win. A title. Yes. Got to win the title. Who well, needs he's in the top to. half. He's in the top half, which is really Oof. tough, because Rafa would have to play Carlos Alcaraz in the quarterfinals. Then Rafa, if they get there, would play Novak in the semifinals. So the guys in the bottom half are saying, what? Rude's also there. I mean, there's no doubt that it's a top-heavy Top half. It, it is. And Carlos Alcaraz is playing some spectacular tennis this year. This is a guy who won Barcelona, right? I, I mean, still. Won Miami. Won Miami. Three titles this year. Still just a teenager, right? Unbelievable. And this is a guy that you feel at 18. I, I think we kind of felt that. When you're a teenager, you feel like you're improving almost every month. You're getting better in your game. You're rounding out the corners. You're getting more confidence. I mean, just last Monday, Carlos Alcaraz broke into the top 10. And now he feels like he belongs. There's a, a different, a different sense of him being on the courts. Partic particularly, we're only in April, and he's already won three titles and a big one in Miami on hard courts, not just clay. Is he a bigger favorite, Pam, in this event than Novak Djokovic? Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, why not? Based on the last two months, I'd say he is. And also, he's got that strut. Have you seen his walk? I mean, he's always had a confident <laughs> walk. 
But it's getting like, even in the doubles today, it's like, whoa, he's got that confidence exuding from him. The fact that he's played Rafa this year at Indian Wells, it was a tough match, but Nadal was able to come through. How will that help him if he faces him in Madrid? I think it'll help him a lot. They played in Madrid last year. In fact, on Carlos's 18th birthday, he only got three games. I think he was physically overwhelmed, which happens for a 17-year-old. But now move forward a year and He's got muscles upon muscles. He's so strong. <laughs> He's so big out of the corners. He's got a, a, a huge serve, more of a complete game. And the biggest thing is the power, but also just the confidence. The fact that he knows. I mean, he was this close to yeah. beating Rafa at Indian Wells in this, that semifinals. That, to me, is one of the top five matches of this year. I remember that birthday match when he only won those three games because I actually put, put a social media post and an autocorrect into Alcatraz. And I was a little <laughs> bit upset it was a little embarrassing, and now when you spell it out, it doesn't autocorrect anymore. They know the name. Escape from Alcaraz. <laughs> that's, that, right. that's what you're trying to do these days. And he's trying to do what Rafa's done twice, which is complete that Spanish tango. Win Barcelona and Madrid. Rafa did it 2013 and 17. A lot of big storylines on the women's side as well. In fact, on the road to Roland Garros, take a look at this. The last six champions at Roland Garros on the women's side have been first-time major winners. You go back to Muguruza, Pam, Ostapenko, Halep, Barty, Sviantek, Krejcikova last year. These were all their first Grand Slam singles titles. Yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, you think what Ash Barty did in the three years, now she's retired. Uh, what Halep was able to follow up by winning Wimbledon and playing some of the best tennis of her career. Ostapenko, uh, she still just has the one major. Krajcikova is the one. It's kind of curiosity about her injuries. Um, but Sviantek, she is just taking charge of the women's game. Hasn't lost a match in, I think, 17 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not playing in Madrid, Pam. So it, it's open there. Pam or Tracy? Uh, Tracy, I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. As, <laughs> I, I got these two Hall of Famers. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all in myself right now. So, Tracy, as, as we take a look at this, could we have another first-time winner when it comes to Roland Garros? Absolutely. I, I and look who at, could it be? Yeah, I mean, we've got Benchich we can look at. We've got Bedosa, who's now new number two. She loves to play on clay. Uh, she just lost to Halep. Halep is 21 in the world coming into Madrid, but her ranking's going to go up. She's won it before. Why not? Uh, with Patrick Mortoglu now. I think she's feeling confident. Collins, Jabur, Anna Samova, former semifinalist there. What's exciting about the women's is throw it up. There's literally 15 names that we could put in the hat. Sviantek probably at the top. Um, and, and you could say the winner could come out of this. It's, it's wide open with a capital W. Yeah, it's crazy when you think coming out of uh, seeing Barty win the Australian Open. Who would have guessed? She would have been retired. Announced her retirement, Sviantek would have taken over with this great win streak. Yet we're going on the one-year anniversary of Krajcikova winning singles and doubles out of the blue. And what do we have to look forward to later on in the summer? Who will defend the U.S. Open, which Raducanu only won ten sets in a row coming out of qualifying? I mean, that is crazy. Krajcikova and Raducanu in the same year? How does that happen? Wild with a capital W. Wild with a capital W. And Sviantek was ranked in the 50s. Ostapenko was ranked in the 50s when they both won the French. So that, hey, why not me? They all need to get that bracelet. <laughs> why? why not me? Tiafo need to just send it to everybody. Why not me? Why not us? All right. Uh, speaking of Emma Raducanu, we're going to have her highlights from Madrid coming up. The clay courts have led to some fantastic results for the young Brit. She's the last active major champion. 
Austin Shriver Weissman back on TC Live. Emma Raducanu, Marta Kostiuk, former junior matchup, playing in the pros. And Raducanu, fifth win in her first seven clay court matches at this level, Tracy. Yeah, I really think she's starting to find her game now, that same type of tennis that allowed her to win the U.S. Open last year. She's aggressive, pulling the trigger at the right moment. I love how high and heavy she hits on the clay at certain times. And this is two 19-year-olds. And Raducanu just looked completely buttoned up with her game, with her demeanor. She had excellent drop shots as well. Look out for her at Roland Garros. Look out for her at Madrid. 6-2-6-1. Emma Raducanu moving on. All right, let's take a look at our match point predictor. Predict the tournament. Win $1,000 from Tennis Point. Go to tennis.com slash play. Scan the QR code on your screen right now. We'll give you a moment to do that. It's for the tournament in Madrid. There's six big questions. One of them, who could get to the final in the top half of the draw? Could it be Tracy Emma Raducanu? I would think that's a possibility. The top half of the draw has really opened up. You had Sviantek originally who was in the draw. Mugu's out today. Osaka's out. Collins is out. Raducanu's playing terrific tennis. I'm going with the winner of Pagula Andrescu will be in the finals. That is my predictor. Go for it. I, I thought you were going to go with the number of games played in the women's finals. No. You were, <laughs> no. You know, I thought you had the exact answer for that. Uh, well, I, I do have it. It's going to be 14. 14. All right. I like that. That 14. means any, <laughs> That means a one and one. Yeah. That's right. Okay. It's going to be a blowout yeah. in the I mean, Madrid final. Yeah. 0-0 last year in Rome. That's, that's Can I, great. Let me erase that. Let's take that back. 24. Go with 24 or something. Yeah, 20. Yeah, 20. 20 23? 21. 21. All right, it's on tape. My age. <laughs> that's right. Uh, time to enter the social net. We've got some good ones for you today. How about this? Rafa Nadal doing the honorary kickoff at uh, his favorite soccer club, Real Madrid, match yesterday. Comes out. He can kick it as well, Tracy. He does everything. He does. You know, I think at the the beginning of his young life, he was a soccer player. And at some point in his 11, 12 years old, actually, Rafa had to decide, is it tennis or is it soccer? Football, as they call it. So he knows what he's doing at a soccer pitch. Of course, at Augusta, they have that great honorary tee with uh, Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player and... uh... It's, it, I think tennis needs to have it, but don't 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 invite me to have the first serve. So an honorary serve is that what we should do? Why Get not? somebody out there to to serve. Let's go with a backhand, not a serve. <laughs> a little more daunting, right? <laughs> By the way, I love how he gets all dressed up for this. I, that looks cool. Very cool. Uh, our guy Chad tweeting about Taylor Townsend. Congratulations, won. won today, first title as a mama. Won that 100K in Charleston straight sets. She is on fire. Telling you, better student of the game since joining Tennis Channel's team. You get to see a lot when you get to dissect matches. So way to go, Tay-Tay. So important to go from 739 to 321. More than half of her ranking has been cut off. So great job for Taylor Townsend. We want her to see her keep moving up in top 100. See, it actually, when you become a parent, it becomes a lot easier to play tennis. Seems easy. <laughs> She's 9-2 and two in the comeback. Three tournaments, three weeks, two quarters, one title. Let's keep it going, Tay-Tay. And uh, how about this? Andrew Jones, nice tweet about uh, our little backhand demo yesterday. Mark Knowles, Tracy, I mean, Tracy Austin with the, in the heels, the movement, Tracy. That was, that was special. <laughs> 
How about your backhand, Steve? I mean, that was there's not a lot of hosts that can come up with a <laughs> shot like that. I mean, now people at home know how good you are on the tennis court. Pam, what do you think? Well, you know what? I was went right from work yesterday to go home to move out, but I think Tracy has the very nice extension. What I don't like. What happens with Steve, Uh-oh. though? What doesn't she like? No, I don't like about Steve. Yeah. Steve I think what happens did, with what happens you take with off Steve? Your, didn't you take off your jacket? I just no, unbuttoned, just unbuttoned it. it. Oh, you unbuttoned it. You yeah. See, you see, I, I well, first off, Tracy, I, I, I can't criticize that backhand. No. Like, that like, do you know how many times this backhand passed me in, in my life? Do you know how many times? Like, it's like a nightmare. But, like, I thought yeah. when you unbuttoned, mm-hmm. like, it made you have a longer stroke. Keep mm. it buttoned. Keep it more compact. Okay. Keep it keep and, buttoned and, up. And Wait, also, I don't agree. <laughs> and also, also, learn the one-hander. Right? Uh, the we, slice. We want the hybrid. We yeah. want the hybrid host. You sure. You be able to hit two-hander and one-hander. I think you can hit the slice. <laughs> I don't know. Can I, can I, what do I have here? Okay. Right, what do I have? <laughs> all right, all right, it's becoming right. a so daily listen, thing so now. listen. Where's your racket? No. I don't know where my racket is, but listen, the one-handed slice, the one-handed slice, you got to keep this shoulder turned, right? And it's short and sharp, okay? And you don't keep your eye on the camera. You keep your eye on the ball, just like Federer does. And then you get your hair out of your mouth. Got it? And that, Tracy's backhand, that thing, I love the grip. Look at, the, th- look at the footwork and heels. I think we need to see Steve's backhand because you've got a great two-hander. It's probably your favorite shot. It is my favorite yep. shot. And you also have the slice. You have the slice already. You work hard on them. We play doubles together. It. Yes, we have. Well, I haven't had this opportunity, but now that I've moved back into the house, I've got a right. tennis court, we've got to have a tennis party. Let's do it. I'm ready. And I'll come Barbecue. buttoned up. I will, I will not unbutton the... I'll, I'll bring the steaks. <laughs> High stakes. High stakes. That's what we're going to bring. High stakes game with some really good filet mignon. That sounds good. All right. Sounds good to me. What are you bringing, by the way? Uh, I'll bring... I'll bring Caesar a, salad? Fruit salad. Fruit salad. I'll make it in a, in a watermelon. I'll scoop it out. Okay. Cantaloupe, honeydew, the whole deal. Sounds honey, good. I want that honey deuce. Uh, the gray goose honey deuce. <laughs> All right, we'll have Nolsey bring that in. Uh, Our coverage tomorrow starts at 6 a.m. Eastern, also on T2 and our Valley Regional Sports Networks. TC Live after all the action and encore coverage all night long. We're in Madrid for a week. Back for more after this. Welcome back. What's the weather going to look like in Madrid tomorrow? It was fantastic today. They do have the covered magic box. Here's a forecast from Fox Weather. Hey there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Craig Herrera. And here's tomorrow's Mutua Open forecast. We've got some showers and thunderstorms. Highs will only get to the upper 60s. Stay safe and stay dry. Don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream on foxweather.com or your connected TV device. Thunderstorms, we got some lightning matches. Take a look at this starting at 6 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. I mean, it starts with Coco Golf against Simona Halep. Then you've got the two major champions, Andy Murray, Dominic Team. It only gets better as Zarenka and Asimova. Paul Sinner, a rematch of the Charleston final. Ange into Benchic. What are you going with, Trace? I'm going to go with Coco Goff and Simona Halep. I think Coco Goff is going to feel no pressure there. Hopefully her forehand, she's going for it, swinging with freedom. Halep played so well in beating Bedosa yesterday. I look forward to the emotional match of Azarenka and Asimova. I want to see how these two champions, different generations, they've had a lot of emotions on and off the court. I want to see how they hold up against one another tomorrow. All right, we'll get more thoughts in a moment. But first, for a preview, we send it back to our team in Madrid. Danny and Prakash, take it away. 
All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. Pete, Dominic team has yet to win a match in his return to the tour. He's got former world number one Andy Murray on Monday. How do you like his chances? You can make an argument both ways. Look, Dominic hasn't won a match. Andy has been in pretty good form this year, playing some fantastic matches, reaching a level. I don't think we've seen him reach since his comeback, so good signs there. But again, I think the surface favors Dominic. Little altitude, I think, favors Andy. Tough to call a winner here, but I actually like Murray to possibly come through with the win. All right, looking forward to all of Monday's action here in Madrid as we send it back to our headquarters over in Santa Monica. Thank you so much. Is that a real prediction to possibly come out with the win? <laughs> I think Murray's going to win it. Oh. For you sure. Know, there's so many question marks with those two. I mean, we don't have a lot of real-time data because I feel like Andy, he said he wasn't going to play on clay, and now he's decided to play on clay. His, his training must have been going well. Um, and for Dominic team, he's played a couple of tournaments, but he really hasn't played close to that same level. A wrist injury is tough. He was out for a number of, of months. So we kind of don't know how each of them is going to play. Why do you say definitely, Murray? I just feel like I know what we're, I'm going to get there, and I feel like until team starts to win matches, i got to go with the guy who we've seen win a lot of tough matches the last last year. Okay. Uh, how about that Jabir Benchich rematch from the green clay? Who takes it on the red dirt? That's interesting because I think the red clay is a little faster this week in Madrid, and that should help Jabir. I saw actually Ons after she lost that final. She was absolutely devastated. She's going to be wanting to get a little bit of revenge, maybe talk to her coach, maybe change up a few of the tactics, not drop shot quite as much. But that certainly is going to be an interesting matchup because Benchich, who's never felt completely comfortable on clay, with that win in Charleston, she'll be feeling more confident. And the other thing is, thinking about the weather, if the roof is mm -hmm. closed, and that really can change the favor. Uh, someone like it, it might actually favor Jabour, for example, uh, if the roof's closed. Um, hard to say. I look forward to that rematch. I look forward to everything tomorrow. Looks good. More big interviews, more big matches, more Tracy and Pam? Not tomorrow. We, two days, they got to keep us apart. <laughs> what? Two days. <laughs> oh, we got to change that. <laughs> All right. We had a couple of titles handed out today. Sebastian Baez, Holgaroon raising the trophies, and uh, Pam Shriver teaching us how to hit a slice and not look at the camera. <laughs>